Welcome to this session of Her Digital Empire Beauty Business Breakdown. This time, I actually was able to, along with Teresa Marie of Be Slayed, make this a table talks. Now, um, Instagram didn't want to work for us the way that we wanted it to, but it still worked out and we were able to interview Andrea Wilkes and, er- and Erica Nation along with Teresa Marie. So you're going to get to hear from all sorts of careers in the beauty and event industry. Let me brag about you for a second so everybody knows who you are. So Andrea is a licensed esthetician, certified and a certified permanent makeup artist and educator as well. She's um, certified in microblading, uh, ombre eyebrow artist, which is amazing, um, and a certified eyelash extension artist in the greater Bay Area. So um, Andrea, welcome. You know, I'm so happy that you could join. And I'm sorry, it's not in the way that we wanted, but that's okay. We're all flexible. So talk to me. You have like such a crazy background with all of the different certifications that you have. Like what got you into the industry? Definitely crazy, original and unique. So um, I'm a person that doesn't like to be you know, kind of like crammed into a box. So I always like to think out of the box and living in California, you know, you have to pivot a lot. It's pretty expensive. I don't know if you live out in this area, but- um, San Diego. <laughs> you know, so you, exactly. So in California, you know, of course, it's the prices in terms of buying and just different things of that sort, you know, it's pretty, you know, expensive to live out here. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's one angle I would, you know, say was one of my reasons why I stepped out of the box. Of course, I worked at Stanford University, and uh, that was my last job that I had before I decided to start to pivot um, in this direction. And so I just had this idea, you know, about just making extra money and having a hobby, but make money out of the hobby. So, um, you know, me, I'm like, I always want to know what I can get out of it. So did a little research and, you know, did some background on it and talked to different ones who were in the industry, um, you know, ladies who were already doing it for a while, who were already successful. So one thing about me is that I like to get research before I do anything. So, of course, when I made the news announcement to some of my friends, even Teresa, she's like, she, I don't know if she told you, but, you know, we're, you know, like, we're very, very close. She's like, she's basically my sister. Aww. So um, she had been in the industry, of course, much longer than me. I was more of the tomboy. So, you know, me coming into this was like, what? You serious? You're not playing basketball? So, you know, I'm still playing basketball, but um, it's just a way to pivot and growing into who you know, once you become to learn who you are and you become comfortable within yourself. So um, make a long story short, I made that pivot. um, And like I said, when I made that big announcement, everyone was pretty, you know, shocked because they were like, how is that 
why are you leaving Stanford to do eyelashes to start with? So, and I was like, of course, I did my research. I mean, like these women, these women probably are making more than us that's working at Stanford, believe it or right. not. So um, that's how I basically started. And it just went from there and evolved into doing permanent makeup. And, and so I still work, you know, full time. So, um, the, which is a good thing for me because it's, it's crazy right now with the pandemic and all of that. So I've been able to pivot a little bit and then create some other things that I may talk about later. But yeah, so that's basically how I ended in the, in the industry. So I love that word pivot. I use that a lot too, because it's, it's so important in business to, you got to just, you know, be able to just move fast. If something's happening, like for instance, like a pandemic, nobody knew that was going to happen and you have to pivot, you know, yeah. I use that word a lot. Um, and so like, how long have you been doing this for? I think it's been probably, I started, the idea became, uh, uh, ignited in 2013. So say around 2014, 2014. So I guess a good solid six or seven years. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So you're like a vet. You've been in this for a while. You know what to expect. You know what to, you, if, if somebody would ask you for advice, you definitely know what you're talking about. What I do, I know what I talk about. Yes. <laughs> so, so tell me, because we have so many people um, who do what you do, who listen in on our lives and stuff. Um, tell me, like, how many ways, like, with, with the ways that you promote your business now, even like before versus the pandemic and stuff, what do you think is um, the most beneficial way right now to promote your business? Um, I think still social media is the biggest platform to continue to um, promote. I think it's just ways of being creative um, and pivoting, like I was mentioning, in terms of like, because right now I'm still pivoting. I am not providing any services with eyebrows because I'm just doing it for the safety of myself and my and my customers. Um, I'm blessed to be able to do that right now because I know that there are some people who that's their bread and butter, you know, from A to Z, but I do have a regular job that's able to sustain me until I can pick it back up. Um, so at this point, I've pivoted a little bit. And so I'm leaning towards, you know, um, and it's okay to pivot within our business, which all of us are doing. I see a lot of us women coming together, which I really think is a beautiful situation. I mean, in this industry, you know, it's super extra catty. That was like a big you know, uh, it's, uh, it was a, a culture shock for me. Um, I had to, you know, connect with my, my little sister. Well, she's not little, but she's grown Teresa on some things that just kind of was like, why, why, what is, what's going on? Why are women so blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, like for the fact that I'm, but the thing is I, I just, I, I was just not used to all of the, the little catty things, but, um, I would just basically just say, just be flexible and understand what was happening and to not give up and to continue to network. And that's basically what I've, what I've been doing is just looking for creative ways to keep my business going. Even things like just random things on my Instagram page to keep it alive so it won't get too dusty. So I just, you know, just keeping it alive and doing different things. And like I said, I'm pivoting and doing things like training, offering that. I really prefer not to train online because I feel like the quality of the, the the information that I like to give to my clients, I like for them to feel like they're walking away with the information and know what they're about to do. Because especially in permanent makeup, it's hands-on. And so like theory is okay to do online, but I feel like I'd rather have them, you know, in person. So oh, yeah. And, yeah. And so the pivot that I'm, the, the other pivot that I'm doing as far as like making an extension into what I'm doing, I won't take up too much time because I know there's other. No, you're fine. That, um, we have, uh, um, I'm going to be doing the Slay with Dre collections. 
some of that, you know, I bounced my ideas off Teresa. And so her and I were talking and she's just full of ideas. She's always been extremely smart for her. She don't even realize how smart she is. But she's, you know, but she's learned from the best. No, yeah, <laughs> no but I'm learning from her now. I'm so glad so, she has I mean, you. She has like a lot of, you know, a lot of great ideas and she's always coming up with something. And, you know, I, I pretty much draw from her and then take some things and make it my own. That is awesome. Yeah. And for those of you who are just joining in or, or joining in, um, you can follow Andrea at Slay with Dre. Just, you know, Slay with Dre. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, so for a lot of anybody who's just getting started, right? It's 2021. They're like, I'm finally going to get my business going. Um, you know, I know I can't probably open right now, depending on where they're at. They can't maybe open shop right now, but they can get ready. What do you recommend for them as like a couple steps they could take to kind of get going and have success like you? Um, I think I would say just have some kind of plan, you know, um, know what your target is, know what the demand is, find what the need is basically. And that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm actually recreating my plan because initially it was about, you know, lashes and, and, and brows. But, you know, at this point, um, I don't think really too many people really are comfortable with getting their eyebrows done because we're really, really, really close in front of each other's faces. So I'm actually revamping my, my plan. And at this point, I've just started, like I said, you know, um, pivoting and looking into areas where I can continue to keep my little side gig, you know, alive. Um, and uh, Something and so, a little bit more re recession-proof in a way, right? Yeah, recession-proof, yeah. COVID, you know, proof, you know, birth, yeah. birth of COVID, you know, and this is what's come about, which is the Slay with Dre collection. So now, okay, you know what? We can't, I can't do brows. All right, I'll pivot, pivot over here. And that's basically, you know, the nature of how I grew up in my household, you know, just being a creative way to, to survive. Okay, yes. you know, the TV isn't working. I'm sorry. Okay, let's go find the hanger and let's make this thing work. It's okay. Yeah. You know, we all are in the same boat and it's, no, it's it's okay. So for me, like I said, like I'm pivoting right now to just keep it alive. And that's just collections. I'm just going to be grabbing little different things from AliExpress, Alibaba that I feel yeah. like is, you know, quality stuff that that's sellable. Yeah, you're not retracting, you're expanding. Yeah, I like that. You know, it's mm -hmm. not it's not about uh, hiding and 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 shutting down and getting a side gig to make the ends meet. It's it's about expanding your business so that you can take on you know more any type of issues like this that happen so that you're more again like not recession proof. It's not a recession, but you know, COVID proof or or whatever. That's that's what I can tell. I I think you're doing right. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what what I'm doing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. Actually, it might end up being a blessing in disguise. You know. We'll see. Hey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you know, and then so so adjusting. So with COVID, did you already kind of have like reserves to kind of live off of, and and so your business could survive? Um. Or have you how have you tried to like adjust with everything? Well, um. With the business that I do, I mean, it doesn't really require a lot of capital. So I don't really have to, like, spend a lot of money on products. Got it. You know, and there's places where we all know where we get the little products from where it's, like, you know, a certain price. And we right. can triple the price. So I haven't had to worry about any overhead, any things of that nature where, you know, it's, it's, I've wasted money or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, I, I, you know, to your question, no, I, you know, I, I, the job that I have has been able to sustain me. Um, I'm in blessing that way. And, and my prayers up to those who are, you know, trying to find a way to get on track or at least stay afloat until we get to that point. 
Yes. Okay. So if you're listening in, you want to be like Andrea and, and focus on expanding versus, you know, being afraid and, you know, depressed over what's, I know so many people are depressed right now and, and mm -hmm. stressed out. It's like, even here, down here in San Diego, you, it's like even the kids and stuff, everybody is just, you know, down from everything. And so, well, yeah, even with the students I work with at school, I mean, cause I'm a counselor at the university that yeah. this side of it just gives me a great outlet to just breathe. You know, um, exactly. I need something like that. You know, I'm a very artsy person. So I, I, like I said, I don't like being put in a box anywhere, but you know, with this, this opportunity allows me to be a little bit more free and creative and it's therapy. But it is true that it, this whole pandemic has created a lot of anxiety and a lot of people and people are trying to find ways to cope. And so I guess from my advice with that is just find a way that you can cope, whatever that could be, whatever your happy place is. Exactly. Exactly. Be a survivor. Um, okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much uh, you. for coming on here and being so flexible because like, I don't know what's going on the Instagram right now. <laughs> oh, no, um, it's not. You know, it's about flexibility anyway. The pandemic has created this and, and I'm sure people are patient with the situation because exactly. this is all new to all of us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much. And I, you know, I'll, I'll be asking you back on for something else. Yeah, I'm going to watch. Too, I, can't so. wait, I can't wait to, wait to watch Erica and, and Teresa. I can't wait to hear. Yes. That. Okay, perfect. Well, yeah. thank you so much right. thank you um, and for those of you who are just joining us make sure to check out the recording um i just spoke with andrea who is i mean amazing just you know so many certifications so much education and the fact that she is still rocking it even though the pandemic has got her businesses shut down is absolutely crazy um hey so <laughs> it um, we're doing it the way we're doing it um, it works it works yes, whatever yes, works so. and the people still get the information and we're able to still share it's so now i think what we might do works. if instagram's still playing around i'll do this on on facebook next time because facebook you can definitely do us all at once where we're all chatting mm -hmm. um but okay so Really quickly, um, everybody, I just wanted to let you know, um, Teresa has actually been on here before. So if you want to know her full story, I want you to check out our last live that we did together or my podcast on her digital empire with Teresa, where she went deep into just her background and everything and all the stuff that she has to offer us. She's actually a licensed esthetician. She's the CEO of Be Slade. Um, and she's actually becoming um, really part of the team now here at Boston Digital Lab. She's one of our admins. She's a host and, and an expert expert uh, to our followers to really get them to where they need to go. So, you know, she's like a, just a crazy powerhouse here. Um, so I wanted, she, she's actually helping me host here. Um, these are her guests. So I just wanted to thank you <laughs> for your amazing guests today. Um, and for everybody else too, because you obviously have a lot of value to share as well. I wanted to ask you these things as well. So uh, again, even though we've gone through this before, you know, what got you into the industry of, of, you know, just, being an esthetician and even products well you know cosmetology so i am a licensed cosmetologist as i said before for those who have watched before um i've been in the industry for about 15 years so a long time um very passionate about what i do i have now transitioned to doing um non-surgical hair replacements and i am actually working on or i've already launched a product line of six products and i'm working on launching some more products so for those of you who follow me um follow me stay tuned for those of you who don't know our website where you can shop um, order products you can order our apparel here that i am wearing today which is be slay collection i need that <laughs> i <laughs> <laughs> um so 
so yeah, that's basically it. And now I'm just trying to um, work on my next few moves, um, working on some some relocation and working on expanding and becoming more familiar and learning more about Boss Babe Digital Lab because I am joining them. As she's Erica said before, um, I'm new to being a part of their team and I'm excited for what we have to come. I do have a lot of ideas and I'm definitely going to share them um, so that we can definitely grow and be able to help other individuals. And I'm also working on my B-Works business solutions, which is for my business consulting. So that's going to hopefully develop into some more coaching and hopefully become more of a coach with Boss Babe and as well as with B-Slate. Yes. So, um, and, and tell everybody, how long have you been in the business as well? Um, as far as my online store, it's been about a year um, for my online store a year in about maybe four or five months. Um, but with COVID and everything, you know, it kind of slowed things down. So just picking yeah, back awesome. up. Everything is picking back up for sure. The poor beauty industry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Having to shift, you know? It's like what, yeah. what um, Andrea was saying. It's pivoting. It's learning yes. how to pivot. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Um, with, you know, so many ways. So, so right now, so... Um, Again, like I had asked Andrea, so with the COVID and everything, everything that's going on, what are you currently doing to promote your businesses and, and your um, As far as my business goes, like I do still work. Like I've said before, I do still have a job that I'm able to go to every day. Um, I'm not able to see clients, although I would love to. Um, so I still have, you know, that still keeps me going. And then that still helps me to keep pushing my business. It's an, and it's about just you know, staying active. Like Andrea said, it's about staying active on Instagram and Facebook, like still letting people know that, hey, you know, this, my brand is still around. I haven't went anywhere um, and just continue to grow from there. And then just stay, stay active in the network, you know, whatever industry that you're in, just stay active. If people are offering classes online, you know, just take those classes and just keep your mind fresh. Yes, education. Education is a great thing to be doing right now, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, These lives are important because I feel like not a lot of people come together to actually tell their stories or, you know, give advice or give information. A lot of people withhold things uh, yes. for their self because that's just some people are selfish. Let's just Especially be real. Especially in the video industry. <laughs> like, I see these vendor lists and stuff, and it's like, if I was a vendor, I wouldn't want to be at a list. <laughs> I would want to be out there, right? Right, like, absolutely. Absolutely. I want people to know who I am. I want my brand to be exposed and so that it can be seen. Because if it stays behind closed doors, then it does not be, it's not revealed to, you know, the public eye. So exactly. I just like, like, if you don't continue to put yourself out there and you just kind of, you know, hold it in, it's never going to get anywhere. Exactly. I 100% I agree. I'm actually like against the whole vendor listing because it's like, well, I, why are you hiding this stuff? You know, yeah. Every, everybody has got their own thing. And, and it doesn't hurt to research your own things like, you know, vendor listing, like they kind of do the same thing you could do for yourself, to be honest, um, you know, but if you need guidance, if you're someone who just doesn't have the time or time. You, know, you don't have time to sit down and really figure it out, or, you know, you're not as creative as someone else may be. And that's okay. You can, you know, pay somebody to help you if that's the route that you need to take. 
a lot of times some people don't have ideas or they don't know where to start or they don't know how to go forward or, you know, do what they need to do to get to where they want to go. So they have to, you know, they struggle. And yes. instead of saying, okay, let me ask this person or let me ask, you know, this person or, you know, oh, I see this. Let me try this. So just don't be afraid yeah. to try things, guys. Yeah, yeah. And investing, you know, even if you're you think, oh, it's losing money or whatever, it's it's all investment. You know, you're going to get somewhere from that. I can't tell you how many things that I, I used to think like I regret have done have like even I was an MLM for a long time and I regretted it for such a long time because of just bad experiences from it. But now I'm like an excellent, you know, closer, salesperson, the things that I like gained from it, you know, I'm able to use now in my life. And so everything you can, you're, you can find a way to flip it and, and use it for, for your, you know, yourself. I agree. Um, you know, so, so for somebody just getting started, um, you know, what advice could you give them right now currently? Um, just stay focused. Like I said, don't procrastinate. I've said it before. Don't procrastinate because the longer you wait, the longer it's going to take you to get started. And then you may not have any motivation or it's going to take you a little longer to, you know, get your train rolling again. So just stay focused, stay motivated. Don't procrastinate. Um, and just, you know, just do it like Nike. Just do it. Yes. Just you know? do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I totally agree. That that's yeah. Um, so you were talking, you know, to go back on vendors list because I this is why I wish all four of us was on right now because I actually have a question now for Andrea <laughs> too. Because <laughs> um, I know that you you we were just talking about vendors list and stuff and um, you know finding um, people and oh I think she's watching maybe she can answer in comments but um, Alibaba um, and and AliExpress and stuff. Do you guys find that to be like difficult to try and figure out and find your own vendors and things like that? Is that why people typically buy vendors lists? Um, well, for me, no. I can okay. I'm gonna say no. Um, like I said, for everyone, it's different. Every you know, for me, it's like you just kind of gotta go. Well, you gotta know how to what to look for. You know, uh -huh. and I feel like if you know what to look for, you know what pricing to look for for certain things. And like, you know, like, OK, this should be this much or this should be that much. You know what I mean? Then you can like kind of pull apart which vendors you should shop with or, you know, and a lot of the times the reviews help. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the reviews help a lot. The reviews do help because that'll give you an insight on other people who have purchased from this particular company or mm -hmm. particular vendor and stuff like that. And then it also let, like they have the verify stickers like on Alibaba. They have the verify stickers next to the next meaning this is a verified seller like people they guarantee their um, their items or the products uh, and, you know, people buy from them regularly. So it, all, it always depends on that as well. And Andrea mm -hmm. said, uh, and how long they've been in business makes a difference as well. And like I said, that goes along with the verify sticker. If they have that verify sticker, you know, like they're a verify seller and they've been around. And can you figure out if they're the right price points based on the reviews? Um, and yeah, sometimes people will say, you know, they'll say, oh, it was too expensive or it, the cost was okay. You know, it's like kind of with anything you go to buy. You know what I mean? If you go to buy some shoes or something and you like, oh, let me go on this website and see uh, the reviews on, you know, the quality of the shoe or the quality of the clothing or, you know, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, something electronic, maybe even. Yes. And you're like, you know, let me just check the reviews to see what other people have to say before I purchase it, you know. So I think we all kind of shop reviews a lot, even when we're just yeah. shopping for regular items. <laughs> I do. So, 
<laughs> I know I do. <laughs> I do. I go on Amazon and I'll yeah. just be looking at the reviews the whole time. Yeah, yeah, Google, yeah, all of it. I, I don't know. I'm a review freak. And then, and then it could be like 20 great reviews and then one review. I'm like, it will one throw you off. Like, I'm not buying <laughs> I don't it. even want it. <laughs> No, seriously, <laughs> seriously. No, I'm yeah. right there with you. I see one bad review and I'm like, I don't want that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just saying about, I actually took a risk on my, on my backdrop because I thought, oh, it'll be fine. Like a lot of people said it was good. And of course, nope. Now and honestly, I take, that's reviews. how you, that's kind of how you learn. You, you learn that way in business. Um, mm -hmm. You take a lot of risk. You do. Um, I've taken a lot of risk, even with our labels that you created for me. Like I've, got the labels and then I'm like okay I'm gonna do this side and thinking in my head this is what it's gonna come out to be and then they send them to me and I'm like no that wasn't what I wanted so now I have to go and spend more money to get the correct ones now that I know so it is always important to, to please pay attention to what you're ordering especially for labels for products like the size and things like that you know what that happens to like I'm a victim of that with is um uh ring lights. Yes. <laughs> I've bought so many ring lights and you know, it's like when I find a good one I'm like, oh my god, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I found yeah. a good one. But I Absolutely. totally agree. <laughs> Yes. Um so and and I know we talked about this a lot last time too, but like talk to me about how you've adjusted now. I know I know we talked about this last time, but um, even the time from then and now with COVID and things and things changing, how have you adjusted? Have you gotten have, have things gotten better for you? Oh um, yeah, like I said before, um, you know, I like I told in my story before, you know, I had stopped the whole thing. You know, in the beginning of the pandemic, yeah. like it was over. Like there was I wasn't doing it. I was just gonna work and things like that, and then. I turned around and, you know, got it back up. And the moment I opened it back up, you know, think doors, more doors started opening for my business. And I was attracting more clients because people were already familiar with the Beast Lake collection. So because they were already familiar, they knew like, okay, I know this person has good products, quality, uh, you know, I've used them before. Oh, she's coming with. So I even, I didn't have to like, it was more like a reintroduction. Yes. Okay. So I just a strong kinda, brand. Yeah. So I just kind of like fed off of that. So that's what kind of kept, that's what's kind of been keeping me. And like I said, I also, you know, finances are tight for everybody, but you just have to figure out a way to budget. Budgeting is very important, especially when you're running a business and you don't have like thousands of dollars to invest or, you know, investors and things like that. Absolutely. I 100% I, I agree with that. I mean, I, any big businesses, you're seeing this with big businesses too. It doesn't matter how small or how big, you know, look at all right. these businesses that are just running out of cash and they're selling or whatever. So, you know, that's right. crazy. Um, okay, great. Well, uh, I am going to go ahead and let you jump back on um, in the chats with us. And I want to see if I can get Erica on. I tried to um right before I let you on but it was saying she was unavailable so hopefully she jumped back in and okay. um hopefully we can get her on so thank you so much all right thank you love all right bye bye so um Erica if you don't mind requesting to join um for those of you who who don't know Erica who haven't read um 
her uh, background yet. Erica is Erica Nation. Um, she is the CEO of Erica Nation Events, and she um, is a wedding and event planner. And I just am so excited to chat with her. So um, hopefully we are not frozen. Everything's all good. You never know with these lives, guys. You just never know. Hey! Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I am super good. Sorry about the technical craziness. I don't know what's going on with Instagram. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We figured it Yes. So uh, really quickly before we get started, I'll introduce you. So guys, Erica Nation, she's the CEO of Erica Nation Events. She's an event planner and a wedding planner. This is so huge. I'm so excited to talk to you today because um, your industry got hit, right? With COVID? Right. So right. talk to me. So so um, before we get started in like the details of all that, so what got you into this industry originally? I worked for a nonprofit for a men's recovery home and a homeless shelter for a while. Mm -hmm. And as you know, with nonprofits, after a while, when the money starts getting funny, all the jobs go. And so they basically came in one day and told us, we're laying everybody off. And because I had been raising money for this nonprofit for so many years, I kind of had my foot in the field with learning how to make quick money and build money for businesses and corporations um, to help their doors stay open. So once they laid us off, I pretty much just said, either A, I'm going to go back and work a nine to five, which I'm not cut for that. That's just not in me. I'm, my personality doesn't allow me to stay behind the desk. So I said, either I'm going to do that or I'm going to go out here I'm going to try this wedding and event planning thing and see what happens. And so that's what I did. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's brave. <laughs> yeah. It is. It, it was scary. It was definitely yeah. scary. But when your passion is behind something that you love, it's worth the risk. So it was worth the risk for me. Totally. Um, it's funny. You know, I love, I love pointing out by the way, for a second, like it's so easy to hear somebody like you say, Oh, so, you know, I, we, I had this horrible thing happen to me and then I got over and I got past it and I succeeded. And I just want like you to everybody who's listening to recognize, like it took a lot for this to happen. I'm not, I don't even heard the whole story. And this is, this sounds like this took a lot of bravery and a lot of stuff to happen. And so it's just, it's not just something that you can just do. And it, t it does take a lot of you to, to be able to do something like this. You know, absolutely. It did not. It was not easy. And there, when you for yourself, you're doing everything for yourself. So right. if you're not up, if you're not committed. If you're not grinding, if you're not hustling, if you're not doing all the things you have to do, you will not succeed. And there are dry moments in wedding and event planning. Like you have your high moments where the seasons are really good. And the money is really good and the clients are coming in, but you have your low moments where it's dry and you may not have an event. So you have to be able to weather the storm and, and ride the way through this process. And being smart with your money, I'm sure is very important, right? Being able to adjust Absolutely. that money. Yeah. Because you can have like with an event plan, uh, if somebody hires you, you can make a nice group of money, but, but then you may not have an event for a while, right? That's typically what happens, especially with COVID. So um, um, how long have you been, been doing this for, by the way? I started playing with it back in 2009. Mm -hmm. And then 2013, I got serious with it. Oh, OK, OK. That's great. Awesome. Um, so, so let's get into it. So. 
With everything that's happening with COVID, and I know, I'm sure, like, for a minute, it was, like, a full stop, right? Because everybody was just, like, right. canceling weddings, canceling events. We didn't know what was happening, right? Um, so how did you get past that? And in your opinion, currently, what's the best way to, like, promote your your event business? Um, social media is a big platform, and that definitely helps staying relevant, staying on top of it, staying in communication with your clients, old and new. Um, just creating space and awareness for yourself. A lot of my clients are returning clients, and I'm big on that because I make sure your experience from the first time is the best the first time. So that way, after I, I marry you off, then you're calling me back for the birthday parties and the baby showers and the family gatherings and all those things, because I've made you feel like I'm a part of your family basically from the beginning. So that has definitely, that definitely helps. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, it's funny people, a lot of people think there's a, there's a, a fact out there. It's that um, it costs you a lot more money to get new customers than it does to just keep the current ones. Right because of all the costs that it takes to try and get a new customer in advertising and all of that. It got a little glitchy. I didn't hear everything you oh, said. Oh, sorry, sorry. One more time. No, what I was saying is what you said kind of reminded me of something that I read. It's a pretty common fact that um, it's, a lot more, uh, it's a lot more expensive to try and find, to acquire new customers than it is to, to uh, resell current customers, right? So to get... Um, uh, to keep your current customers. They're doing the next thing, right? Right. And, um, the, uh, yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> the, I the, like, you have something to say. Go ahead, say it. <laughs> it's, you know, the new, the new customers don't know you. So they're right. taking a gamble on you. And the other thing is when it comes to event planning, a lot of people feel like they know what to do. You know, uh -huh. they, it, they feel like it saves them money and they can get their feet wet and figure it out. They don't realize the hard work that comes behind event planning. It's not just me spending money all day and then coming in there and throwing something together. I'm thinking out the projects. I'm thinking about the relationship between the couple. I'm thinking about um, the different things that each client likes and doesn't like, all their favorites all of the things that are in their personalities, all of those things I want to bring out in your event. And so there's some clients that tell you those things up front, but then there's other clients that don't tell you that and you have to figure it out. So it's not as easy as just coming in and whipping something together as people think. It takes a lot of hard work and dedication to learn your clients and make sure that you make their vision come to life. So it sounds like you can be affected by personalities, right? Pretty easily. And you're dealing with personalities and you have to kind of know how to deal with a lot of personalities, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> and I'm sure you have a lot of divas, right? <laughs> yes, I bet. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> you know what? I have learned... Um, to give people what I want. When it comes to a planner, I always think about how would I want my planner to be? 
How would I want them to cater to me and love on me? And I try to keep that in the forefront, no matter how nasty they become, no matter how aggressive they become, no matter how opinionated they become. I understand that they don't understand. It's the stress of the day. It's the stress of the event. And all of those things wrapped in one can make you be all over the place emotionally. And so I keep that in the forefront of my mind with every single client with every single event, every step of the way. Whether we're just signing contracts for a venue, whether we are doing a walkthrough of a venue, whether we're doing a food tasting with a catering company or a cake person, or meeting with the florist, they're overwhelmed. And so they don't understand how overwhelmed they are. So it's my job to step in, lighten the load, take the, the burden, and the emotions. And, and I stress my client, any client that I've ever had will tell you that I say this all the time. I want you to relax. I want you to let me do it. You have you hired me because I'm good at what I do and you trust me. So you have to let me do it. We can't do it together. I can't uh, have you micromanaging. You have to trust me. I yeah. promise you, if it's not right, I will fix it. But you got to trust me and let me do it. And then that lets them take a deep breath in. Okay. Yeah. All right, Erica, you got it. I see. Cassandra wants to know, how long would you say you should know or take time to learn your client? Um, now that varies because I get some weddings where they literally call me a year or two out. And then I get some where, especially with events or last minute brides, where I've had two weeks, if that. So it's for me, it's important immediately to learn my client. I tell them, we're going to be best friends for the next however amount of time this is. So we're going to be joined at the hip. So I'm going to ask you questions. I need you to just give up information. Um, I need us to be BFFs all up until I get you in the car off to your honeymoon or until the event is done and I picked up the last trash bag. We're going to be best friends. And so, it, you know, I would say immediately. Immediately, when you get your client, whether it's a wedding or events, whatever it is, learn them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and for that, you know, that's interesting. Um, as for like events and stuff. So it sounds like in graphic design, we try and push, you know, don't deal with toxic clients. Try not, you know, it's your happiness. But it sounds like for you, it's like as an event planner, I mean, it's you've got to have tough skin and you have to know how to handle the toxicity, right? Uh, versus just saying no, because it's a normal thing, right? Absolutely. Um, I get some, so I've had some mentors over the years who have said that don't get close to the customers, you know, they are customers and leave it at that. Mm -hmm. I find that very hard. Um, I don't see how you can give someone just in this field. I don't know about other fields, but in this field, I don't see how you can serve someone because as your wedding and event planner, I'm serving you. I'm giving to you. How can I do that if I'm not personable with you? And again, there were some that say, listen, don't become, you know, don't enter. Like, I don't become close with them to where I'm friends with them and then I'm hanging out with them. There are some who do become like family because you're spending a lot of time with some of these people, especially people who are hands-on for their events. They're a part of everything. So I did get that. But um, I want to see it completed from start to finish. 
I'm not the event planner where I'm going to come and set up your event and then I leave. I'm there. I'm there from the time the sun rises until, like I said, I get the event done and then we all take a deep breath and we go. I don't want to, I don't want to leave you by yourself. I feel like you've built this relationship with me over this time and I've been the person who has been your go-to all this time. And then on the day of your major event, I send one of my staff people in or I'm just not there. I feel like if they're looking for something or they have questions, I want them to feel comfortable with knowing Erica's over there. Just go tell Erica, she'll take care of it. Or go get Erica, she knows what to do. I want them to feel comfortable with that. Oh, that's great. That makes me want want it for like everything now. (laughs) So talk to me. So for obviously a wedding is probably like primo pricing, right? If somebody said to you, oh, hey, um, you know, my kid's birthday party, I want it to look amazing. Would you, is that a different pricing for you? Or are you putting your all into it? So it's like around the same. It got a little glitchy. I heard you say something about for the kid's birthday. Oh, yes. Um, so, like, if I know a wedding is different than, like, a birthday, a kid's birthday or something. Is that a whole different package for you, or do you pretty straightforward with your packages? When it, and it doesn't matter the event. Um, so the packages kind of run different. With the event planning, I'm more of an hourly with a minimum. So I would say my fee is this amount with a five hour or a six hour minimum. Um, And the truth is you get good deals with me because I'm not charging for every little moment that I'm investing in your event. I'm charging for the overall when it comes to that. Weddings are a little different. I do them on a percentage. So in the wedding industry, you can basically charge when it comes to percentage anywhere between 15 and 22 percent of the total overall budget so what i do is i do a couple things to keep my clients happy one i charge the percentage um if it's a full wedding planning because i have other packages but my my month of or my day of package is standard that's probably the only package that i have that doesn't fluctuate this is what it is and and this is what it has to be because it has to make sense for me too. I see. Okay, that makes a yeah. lot of sense. Okay, okay. Um, so like for somebody just getting started, um, you know, let's say they're trying to figure out their pricing and their setup and everything. Like, is there kind of any advice that you could give them for for something like that? Definitely shop around with other event planners and wedding planners. Look online and ask them. They will tell you. Um, when I first started, I was trying to figure this out when it came to my pricing and how I wanted to go about everything. I literally pulled up the yellow pages. I was living in Dublin. So I pulled up the, I pulled up the Dublin yellow pages and I said, I'm going to call every single wedding and event planner in here and see who talks talks to me for a minute so they can give me some advice on how to do this pricing. I literally went through 72 event planners. I just crossed them off. Most of them didn't want to talk, didn't have the time or the day, were not interested. There was one gentleman out of all 72 of them who said, are you just starting? I said, yeah, I just, I don't want you to give me your secrets. I just want you to tell me, this is what I was planning. Is this the right path? Is this pricing right? Are these packages right? Does this make sense? He said, I got a couple clients coming. If you can get to my office in the next 20 minutes, 
I will carve out two hours for you. Is that enough time for you? I was like, whoa, yeah. So yeah. I literally did. I went and I sat with him. Yeah. And I sat with him and I said, does this pricing make sense? He gave me all of his secrets. He wow. was like, I, he, he was like, I'm amazed that you were even going to taking these steps. He said, that means you have a passion for what you want to do. So that's why I wanted to give you all my secrets. So he said, do this, do that, tweak this, tweak that, move this, switch this, combine this. And so that's kind of how I got my packaging together. So my advice would be reach out. Even if you get people who don't want to help you, keep reaching. Because there will be that one wedding and event planner, and it could be me because somebody blessed me and poured into me, that will take the time to help you develop what you need. So find that one person or find those group of people and bounce the ideas off of them. Look, at, look online at people's listings and see what they say. Google what is the best percentages for wedding planners and event planners? What is the best pricing? Look at people's packages online. See if there's things that you like. If you like it, create one for your own. That makes sense the same way. Just don't take people's things, but you can use the different things to get what you need to, to create yes. the packages that fit you. Let me ask you, have you, have, have you offered consulting to other event planners? Um, I had not. Um, I hadn't offered it as far as charging people for it. If okay. you call me and you ask me, I'm going to tell you. That's just how I am. I'm a, I'm, I've had my mentors tell me I need to stop that and I do need <laughs> to create a package for it. <laughs> but I'm like, with the way things are right now in the world, sometimes that, that, that's a lot. You know, that's, that's, yeah. if I just need to ask you a question, let me just ask the question. So that's how I feel. If you call me, you ask me, I'm going to give it to you. And if you're calling me every day and it becomes like you really want me to mentor you, then yeah, I probably would put something together. But ask the question. It's fine. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. Con I, I have been considering the consulting just because somebody gave me all the good information and I want to give it to other people. Yeah. No kid. I mean, yeah. You know, and you're just so knowledgeable. I feel it. And, and a good teacher. It's like you're just dropping nugget after nugget after nugget. I feel like I, I, I don't even do it. And I'm like, I'll buy the course. <laughs> See what I can get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now going back to my, when I was talking about with really the most interesting question out of all this, you know, what, how did you adjust with COVID and everything? And how did you kind of, in Andrea's uh, word, how'd you pivot? COVID has definitely been hard. That is, that is the truth. Um, both of the businesses that I'm in, um, I do the wedding and event planning, which is mine. And then I manage a sports bar, which is my brother's. And both of those got hit because one, that means managing uh, the, the bar. Now I can't bartend at all, yes. or I can't book bartending events. And then the event planning, nobody wants a wedding right now or they want weddings but they can't do them and everything is virtual and it's just not the same so they definitely both were affected definitely what i've had to do was take the time to recreate me and recreate the wheel and recreate my dreams and my visions for the wedding and event planning business and the field and the lane that i want to walk in um i've had to be creative I've, I've taken time instead of just rushing out and doing what's popular right now that everybody's doing as far as like the virtual events. I did a couple of them, but I'm a people person. I don't want to 
not be with you. You know what I mean? I don't want to not really yes. take care of your event. So I will do it if that's what we have to do. If that's where these time takes us to virtual and drive-bys and all those kind of events, I will do it. But um, I've, I've tried to look at those things and try to pull different things out of those and see how I can create something different. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just back here trying to reinvent the wheel right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I mean, you're not the only one, everybody, you know, it's just crazy. And it's, it's amazing to hear, you know, people like you, people like Andrea, people like Teresa, who even me, we've all gotten hit by this thing. And it's just like, we're still standing, you know, I could, you could have never told me this is, this was going to happen a year ago. And here we all are, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've got to adjust to it. Where can people um, find you so they can follow you too as well? I My business page is Erica Nation Events, and that is on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, the website is ericanationevents.com, and um, that's where you can find me. Perfect. I love having you on here. I'm going to need to get you on here for like a full hour. Yay! Like, have you drop all the secrets? <laughs> Um, <laughs> thanks for having me on absolutely and thank you for being so like you know easy with the weird instagram problems <laughs> um no okay, problem friends. we work through them this in the event in the, in the event planning uh field you always get last minute things that yeah. will switch up the whole agenda you've got to be able to think fast on your toes and figure it out and recreate something else so we have patience exactly exactly okay perfect well i'm gonna let you go and thank you so much again and we'll be in touch too for some more stuff so all right thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it of course okay bye-bye Okay, everybody, that was Erica Nation. We spoke with Erica Nation. We spoke with Teresa Marie. We, and we spoke with Andrea. Um, I am so excited that we were able to work this out so that you could get all these awesome nuggets from these ladies. They had so much to give. And honestly, in my opinion, if I, you know, even, even me where I'm at right now, I still learn stuff from these women. And it's just phenomenal how how they're just giving and willing to you know support you guys um so again if you this is, you're just dropping in make sure to check this recording on instagram it'll be on boss babe digital lab um and if you did like you know if you want to learn from any of these girls and you want to learn more let me know um in my dms and that way you know i'll note that i need to set something up sooner than later with these ladies but yes thank you so much for all of you attending and, you know, being cool with us, having to switch our lives a few times and everything. We were able to work this out. I think next time we'll actually be able to do this all uh, live on Facebook. So I'll let you guys all know about Facebook and our Facebook group. Uh, me and Teresa also, we run this Facebook group as well. Um, I will post that as well in our comments. Uh, but other than that, all of you guys have a super great night. And I will talk to you on our next Table Talks.